because yeah, he might hear exploration and be like, okay, she wants a deep throat me. She wants swing for the rafters. Like what are the neighbors going to think? And or so, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong yeah. to? Yes. Yeah. He might be thinking, isn't this good enough? What's wrong with the old in and out? Yeah. Because again, we don't have a lot of education around sex. Those people don't talk about it. And so I think, you know, I know it's not going to be as quick as getting into the bedroom tonight, but you know, you guys have been together a while and this could just be a new thing that you guys are exploring together. And we might have to roll back to the basics. You're listening to Sex with Emily. I'm Dr. Emily, and I'm here to help you prioritize your pleasure and liberate the conversation around sex. This is a very exciting episode. Why? Because I'm bringing back live calls. And I thought, what better way to celebrate than to bring back holistic psychologist, author, and my newest, dearest friend, Dr. Scott Lyons. He's on the show to help me answer your questions. It was so much fun talking with all of you, and it was so great to see how my expertise and Dr. Lyons' expertise was really able to work with our listeners to make some real change. You're going to hear it in these conversations and in their voice. One caller has a partner who's more sexually closed off, and she actually gets panic attacks talking about sex. So we give some tips for that. Another caller is afraid to start dating again when she thinks the sex will be unfilling. It was so good to talk to you again. And if you love this episode and you want the chance to talk to me live and have your questions answered, all you got to do is submit your questions to our Ask Emily form at sexwithemily.com slash ask-emily or just leave a voicemail, 559-TALK-SEX or 559-825-5739. Change your name, change your voice, that's cool. And just say in your message if you want us to call you and be in touch. And I just might reach out to you in the new year. We'll have a chat. We'll do some therapy live and send you on your way for more pleasure in your life. That's what we're all about here. Please rate and review Sex with Emily wherever you listen to the show. It really helps get the show out to more people the more you review it and the more you rate it. So we are all having sex positive messages. All right, everyone, enjoy this episode. Summer is definitely the sexiest season. I mean, think about it. The days are longer, the nights are hotter, and your sex life is too. And if you're looking to turn up the heat, how about a little help from our friends at Promescent? Summer is all about things hot and steamy, so I highly recommend you add something extra and tap into Promescent's lineup of pleasure-enhancing products. I've been singing their praises for years since they started, and for good reason. Because first up, we have the legendary Delay Spray. This is the MVP of lasting longer and keeping those eager penile nerves in check. You just do a quick spray and you're set to outlast even the longest days of summer, ensuring the party doesn't end before you want it to. So you can have the mind-blowing climax you're now so very well equipped to reach thanks to Promescent. It just helps you last longer without all the worry. And for women, Promescent's warming arousal gel is a fun pre-sex ritual. You just rub it into your vulva a few minutes before and you'll feel it start to tingle, warming up every nerve ending. So you'll feel that much more pleasure everywhere before you even get going. So it's kind of like the sure thing. So make sure this summer is the sexiest one yet. Check out promescent.com slash Emily and get 15% off at checkout. You get free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, discreet shipping, all the things. Promescent is your ticket to a more guaranteed good time. That's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com slash Emily. Promescent.com slash Emily for your exclusive discount. Check it out. Oh, I'm so excited to welcome my return guest, Dr. Scott Lyons. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me again. This is the room where I first fell in love with you. Oh, 
it was mutual. <laughs> we fell in love. Well, I, we had such a great time in the last episode. Yeah. I just wanted you to come back today so we could actually get into it with yeah. some callers. I'm so excited to do that. I'm so excited to collaborate with you and supporting people. Oh, this would be great. So just as a review, I know you're a holistic psychologist. Could yeah. you just break that down for <laughs> what that actually is? Yeah. So as opposed to looking at what the issue is with people, we really look at more the whole concept of who they are, how they are, where they come from, other contributions like nutrition, medicals, like social cultural pieces. So it's really looking at all these components to what supports them as opposed to focusing on what's wrong and how to fix that. This is Freya 32 in Pittsburgh. Hey, Freya, how you doing? This is Dr. Emily and Dr. Scott Lyons. Mm. We're so happy to talk to you. Tell us what's going on. Hi, yeah. Um, I have been with my husband for 10 years. Um, and over the past year, I've been interested in trying different kinks in bed. I have brought it up to my husband multiple times, but he just isn't interested in those types of things. I can't really blame him. I mean, he doesn't want to explore. It's not something that turns him on. But now I feel stuck because I can't explore the things that I want to. So yeah, I, I love my husband. He's my best friend. We have an amazing son together, but I just am not sure how to navigate the situation. Okay, so what you're saying is you've been together a while, you want to try something kinkier, you said, right? And so when you try these things or you talk to him, what happens? He just says no. He's like, I don't really want to explore our sex life. He just lets us keep going Correct. the same way. Okay. He says he's not interested. Can I give you an example? Please, um, please. One of the things like that I feel is kind of tame um, is I want to like deep throat him while I give him a blowjob. Um, but he's just he's not interested in that because um, like the gagging and the spitting and that kind of stuff. It's just not something that excites him. So, okay. um, and again, I can't I don't fault him for that. But <laughs> at the same time, I'm not sure. Got it. Well, I'm just, well have you guys had any conversations about what your turn ons are? And what might be fun to play with? Because I get maybe he isn't into that, but have you guys had yeah, any talks I mean, about that exploring together? Yeah, I mean, he, I know what his are, and I have told him what my turn ons are. Um, and there are some things that we do that I, you know, we both are agreeing to or we both are aligned on. It's just like there's no, he doesn't want to explore it at all. He doesn't even want to try it. Okay. What does exploration mean to him? Exploration? Yeah, sexual exploration mean to him? Probably nothing. He probably doesn't think anything about it, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, like what if you're describing like, hey, I want to be more exploratory with sex and these things, like what does that mean to him? Does Because sometimes for individuals, that might mean that something is wrong with what they're doing. They might interpret mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And so what we kind of want to get a hold of is like, what's his interpretation of your ask? Mm -hmm. He grew up kind of like in a more conservative kind of environment. Mm -hmm. He didn't really talk about sex, and yeah. I I come from like the exact opposite. So mm -hmm. I, it's always been like that with us. I'm very vocal mm -hmm. as far as like my sexual needs and wants, um, mm -hmm. and he is very much uncomfortable discussing it. Mm -hmm. um, you're asking like, what is his sexual exploration? I, you know, I don't. I don't. He know. probably does. Okay, he probably does. So know, he grew yeah. up. So this is a really, yeah. really, really common where. There's one person who grew up in a more oppressive environment yeah. where it wasn't okay to talk about sex yeah. and that's in his body, that's in his beliefs that if you bring up sex or you want to try something kinky, it's against his, even if it's, this isn't conscious for him, but it's yeah. probably not. 
it's his, you know, belief that if you try something, it's, he's got a judgment around it yeah. or he was told it wasn't okay. Yeah. Right. And so now we find, which is, you know, happens with a lot of couples, they grew up in different environments and, you know, that now here you are, right. You're in your thirties, mm -hmm. right. Early thirties. And you're like, okay, but we're no longer living under that roof or wherever, you know, that those beliefs, but yet we still hold them. We still yeah. hold on to them. And so I think it would be great for you guys to have some conversations about this together, like outside the bedroom about, you know, you know, sharing with him why, why it would be important to you and what it would feel like, what you mean by exploration yeah. and let him know what you think it could add to the relationship and your connection and your sex life from like a feeling mm -hmm. place because yeah, he might hear exploration and be like, okay, she wants to deep throat me. She wants to swing for the rafters. Like what are the neighbors going to think, you know? And or what so, am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong yeah. too? Yes. Yeah. He might be thinking, isn't this good enough? What's wrong with the old in and out? Yeah. Because again, mm -hmm. we don't have a lot of education around sex. Those people don't talk about it. And so I think, you know, I know it's not going to be as quick as getting into the bedroom tonight, but you know, you guys have been together a while and this could be a new thing that you guys are exploring together. And we might have to mm -hmm. roll back to the basics of, mm -hmm. you know, what could great sex look like for you? What would be yeah. exciting for you? What, you know, I love our side and starting with mm. the good old compliment sandwich of this is what I love about our connection. I love about our relationship. I love all the things we've done together. You, you know, um, you could cite some things sexually that you do like, and then you could get into the, and what I've been learning lately is that couples who start to explore their sex life and talk about their sex life have really wonderful connections. It expands. It, you know, couples who talk about sex have better sex. They last longer. They have more pleasure in their relationship. You know, you could let them know stuff that you've been learning. And you thought it would be important for you guys to start to talk about your sex life, mm -hmm. learn to explore, right. see what's on the table. And then maybe when he starts revealing things like, I don't want to do it, or why are you bringing this up? You just kind of have to be calm and curious and open and just say, you know, it's, I just really want us to feel more together. You could ask him questions too, like, yeah. Wonder where that's coming from, yeah. or where are you learning that from? You know, right, like, just crazy to me that like he doesn't want to explore anything when he does like that to me, but he won't like let me deep throat or or anything like that. I just mm -hmm. I it doesn't I don't know, and I I guess is there, and I I guess I do try to talk to him outside of the bedroom, but you you say like it, it should be like not when we're like about to have sex, right? It mm -hmm. should be like yeah, before, yeah. Or, like yeah. another time, yeah, another time, yeah, yeah, or okay. you might even say like. Hey, I noticed there's some strong energy about like there's kind of a big no here. Can you tell me what what you're feeling that's part of that no? Like mm -hmm. are you upset? Does do you feel less than? Do you feel nervous? Do you feel shame? A lot of it's shame. Yeah, mm -hmm. a lot of it's shame. So often. Right. I love saying like, yeah, it's such a strong reaction, like a strong no. It might be the first time he's really thought about it. Yeah. Why is it a strong no? Huh? It's like, it's, why am I being a strong no with my wife? You yeah. know, this partner I've been with for yeah. a long time to get 10 years, you said, yeah. Yeah. And you have a son, we have a kid. Like, let's figure out how we can grow, get underneath the hood there. Yeah. If there is some defensive energy, there, like the compliment sandwich is a great way to start being like, baby, I, I love when you do this and this and even holding your hand feels so good. And I'm wondering how we can add to this, you know, toolbox of pleasure that we have in our life together. It's really coming from a place of yes and, 
And a we, and a too. We. And the we, why it's good yeah. for both of you. Yeah. I think sometimes we have to explain that it's not just about me getting off more or me doing this thing to you. It's yeah. a we. And what it looks like, couples who communicate about it, that their sex life isn't the issue. And it actually becomes a place of strength and mm. nourishment and connection. And it helps every other area of our life when we feel truly connected and nourished by our sex lives with our partners. I'm Jesse. I'm 26. I'm from Canada. My pronouns are he, him. My question for you is a little bit of a loaded one, but I'll try to explain my situation as best as I can. Okay. My sex life with my girlfriend has been struggling, I'd say, for the last year or so. And I think I know why, but I don't know necessarily what to do about it. Okay. A lot of those factors are both mine and her own mental health. Uh, both of us have been playing around with like antidepressants and stuff both, and that's kind of affected both of our libidos and then the other thing is also uh, her birth control situation that she's been playing around with uh, quite a bit um, she just recently finished like a five week long period and mm. I'm trying to my best to be sympathetic towards it and understanding but I also don't know the best way to kind of get my needs dealt with uh, when she, say, has a five-week-long period while also being sensitive to the fact that she is dealing with that, you know? Mm. It's like, I, I do get that that's, like, a problem and I don't want to come off as, like, needy or prying or, mm. you know. Um, so just kind of wondering how to approach that and um the times we do have sex recently i'm not sure if it's her medications or anything but a lot of the time i'll make her orgasm and then after that she says that she gets really oversensitive and overstimulated down there afterwards and then um that kind of ends and cuts things short too so Mm. i'm just wondering a little more about how to deal with that and had to handle, I guess, being sexually frustrated mm. in a healthy way. Mm. Oh, Jesse, thank you so much for your question. I appreciate it. I'm here with Dr. Scott Lyons. You got two of us here today hey, helping you. Um, well, first, thank you so much for your, your thoughtful question. And you sound like you're a really thoughtful and available to her. And I just love the consciousness you have around this challenge. And it's hard, you know, it's hard to see your partner suffering and you want to be there, but yet, you know, you got needs too. It's tricky. It really is. So first medication is real, right? Scott, how often do we see that people are on antidepressants and, and then birth control pill, and it can be hard to sort of understand the impact on the libido. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a, it's a real thing to have to navigate the biochemistry here. Mm-hmm. And I, I really appreciate you recognizing that as a contribution to yeah. what's happening. That's part of it. And that's something that we have to learn. Sometimes people are on medications and they, the side effects can kind of dissipate after mm-hmm. a while, but then sometimes they don't. So yeah. that's why it's just important just to cover the medical stuff, to talk to a doctor and see what else they can do. Also talking about her periods, like hopefully she's seeing somebody. Does she have a good gynecologist or a doctor that can help her? Because that shouldn't be happening. You know, is she also your age? 26 years old or? Yeah, uh, 27. Okay. Yeah, she. it's a bit of an ongoing thing that she's just recently started seeing a doctor for, but okay. um, fingers crossed that she's going to get that kind of figured out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing is I recognize that it's something that's kind of beyond anyone's control until it kind of 
medications get figured out right. and things like that get sorted out. And- okay. Sounds like you guys are, have a handle on that, which is good because it could take a beat, right, to find the right doctors who would know enough about women's health. I mean, that's what we're seeing these days. That there's a lot of gynecologists who all the current information that is available right now that what we know about women's health. So if she's not finding a solution, she could always hopefully find another doctor. So that's the medical stuff. So let's also talk about, yeah. you know, getting your needs met sexually. While she might not be open for penetrative sex right now, I'm a huge fan of mutual masturbation, of couples lying side by side and getting their needs met, taking care of themselves while also feeling connected. So that could be one way to do it if she's not open to penetration, which she probably isn't right now. Is that something Mm -hmm. you guys could do? Play around in that way? I've thrown the idea around a few times and we, we have enjoyed it when we've done it. I can definitely try and push more in that direction a little more. And then there's also the hurt meeting your needs. So it sounds to me like you probably wouldn't kick her out of the bed for wanting to give you a blowjob or something either, right? And, and like with that, she says she just doesn't feel very confident with giving blowjobs and she doesn't feel like she'll do a good job. And so I think she kind of wigs herself out with that. Okay. A little bit too. So that hasn't really happened in your relationship up until now. There haven't been many ways of her. A little bit. Honestly, it's been happening a little bit more since we started listening to your podcast, actually. Okay. um, Which has been helpful. Love that. It's a practice. Everything's a goddamn practice, right, Scott? I mean, really, right? It's all weird. So we've been easing into it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just, just, I want to do a a, a hope check-in. Like a hope barometer. Where, where where are you each in the hope that things can change in a positive way? I think we're quite hopeful. Like, okay. like I feel like I recognize the issue. And like I said, I just don't know necessarily what steps I should take to correct it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I love her a lot. And I so know she good. loves me a lot, too. So I'd say I'm pretty hopeful that we can work it out. I just don't know exactly what steps to take to do so. Yeah. So one of the things I would even say is, can you tap into that hope? So sometimes when we feel lost, especially around sex, especially around, you know, when we're navigating things beyond just communication and relational matters, when we're dealing with real medical stuff too, that when we feel Mm -hmm. lost, can we tap into that sensation, that experience of hope and love as you described for each that you have for each other? Yeah, I feel like I could do that. Cool. Let's just kind of role play that a little okay. bit. Like when you when you tap into that now, that sense of hope or love, what do you notice? Um, I notice I feel less stressed and a little less anxious, actually. Great. Let's follow that through. So when you feel less stressed and less anxious, what else happens? What's your thought process like? What's the sense of your breath in your body? So kind of connecting more to what's happening in your body as well. My body posture relaxes, my breathing also kind of slows down just from, yeah, just from thinking those kind of like more loving thoughts rather than thinking about being sexually frustrated, Great. tapping into that. Great. And let's add... Yeah, a, it's just an instant yeah. change right there. An instant <laughs> change. I love that. I love that. And then imagine she was in the room with us or with you as you feel that sense mm. of relaxation or that sense of hope and love. What do you notice when she's imagined in the room? I feel like she probably would also be more relaxed. Yes. Mm. Yeah. 
your hope, your love, your relaxation is contagious. And so that's already something you can do. That's a, and I, I, I say that because there's a sense of empowerment. You changed your mm. body just now. You did that. You have a way of also giving some sense of peace to the, the environment, to the ecosystem that you're both in. And that's power. Yeah. Just about mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mindset absolutely. and awareness yeah. of your body and able to change the tone of the conversation. So mm-hmm. I love that. So you could be sexually frustrated. That's also true. But what could also be true is that there's hope. Yeah. And that there's deep love. Yeah. Which we know she has for you too, right? She wants to be connected sexually as well. But with everything going on, mm-hmm. you know, she probably has, is in another place in her mind. But if you could come together, yeah. how could they come together, Scott? How could he bring her into this? Yeah. I would even invite her next time you see her. Maybe it's yeah. 10 minutes from now, an hour, a couple hours. It's like, hey, I, I learned this practice today where I tune into the sense of hope and love in my body. And I feel more relaxed. Can I hold your hand when we do that and see what happens with us and then tune into like do you feel more connected often when we're you know less stressed like the drawbridge between us the bridge goes down and we can start to feel more of that sense of bi-directional connection that sense of something between us whether it's energetic or whether it's just a feeling and tune into that because sometimes when we're in a kind of um I don't know, a a lull in our sex life. We think, oh gosh, the connection's kind of, there's such a big gap in the connection. But then there's so many other, yeah, there's so many other ways we can connect to connection beyond just sex. We can generate the connection through intention. Yeah, through Through contact, Mm -hmm. skin contact, through, yeah, meditation together, absolutely. Through shared states Mm -hmm. like that, shared relaxation. Yeah, and that makes sense. Like, even just how you mentioned uh, how when I pictured her being there, she seemed more relaxed because I'm more relaxed. Yeah. I would imagine that also would be true if I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And it just plays yeah. off. Like, mm-hmm. I guess that's just how empathy works, really. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When you relax, people relax, uh, relax around you, right? If you come yeah. in with this, like, I'm frustrated, or you come in, like, more accepting and present and aware, yeah, she'll feel that too. Yeah. And I think in that, like, settled place, we have more opportunity for to, to enact our curiosities. So, like, ooh, you know, we're talking about oral sex, for example. It's like, can we try it out and I can give you feedback? Mm-hmm. I mean... How is your guys' communication around, like, moment-to-moment happenings around intimacy and sex? I think it can be good, and Mm. then other days it's not. Like, it's Mm. kind of, yeah, it kind of depends on the day. But, Mm. um, yeah, maybe it has just been a little bit of, I haven't been as mindful about my approach to it, so sometimes we've been having those conversations more of that, anxious state and that relaxed one now that I think about it in hindsight Mm. but I'd say when yeah we're having like a calm open relaxed conversation about it then our communication is quite good but Mm. if it comes from a place of more anxiety or anything then that communication isn't necessarily there or as good 
Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So how does this feel to maybe approach her again, but from a, a different place? Feels hopeful, actually. <laughs> yeah, just to think about it that way. And then when she comes home from work tonight, kind of just approach it from, again, that hopeful place. Because mm. I am hopeful in the long term that things will all get figured out with like medications and all that. And I think just approaching it from the mindset of, yeah, just hopeful that hopefulness rather than frustration. I think that'll get us through that, that kind of lull in our sex life because like we've been together for a few years now and it, it has been good before. Mm. Okay. Uh, okay. So that's good. I'm hopeful it'll come back to that. Yeah. And, and Jesse, I mean, like the thing about sex lives is, you know, the moment you're in your thirties, it's going to be different. And then you're going to hit another milestone of your sexual evolution. And so we can look at this as part of your sexual evolution. We can call it a lull, but we can also reframe it as like this opportunity to deepen in different pathways with each other as part of the, the continual evolution or this continual timeline of our, our, process our connection our relationship mm -hmm. rather than like catastrophizing yeah, it's over what does it mean but to say oh what an opportunity for growth here yeah. because we're always learning and our sex life's always changing and our yeah. desires and what we want so how what a great opportunity to start now and yeah. see where you guys are both at and check in and um just it's a new chapter yeah sometimes, start today yeah sometimes conflict brings more opportunity mm -hmm. and this this there's a lot of opportunities here yeah Okay, Jesse. Yeah, I think so too. Good. Thank you so Thanks, much for your call. We so appreciate you and we're here for you. So I think you got this. Let us know you how it goes, this. okay? Yeah, okay. Well, thank you very much, yeah, Thank you, Jesse. Thanks, Have a great Jesse. day. We appreciate you. I felt hope now. I feel better <laughs> after that, right? I feel like he's got some good information here. Yeah. Right? It's it's magic like when we can feel like oh we have some power again if i can shift my state what else can i shift what else can i work through yeah it's such a great practice i mean and yeah. you can think about using that in in our lives right yeah. because a lot of us are the we default towards what's wrong yeah the negativity bias yeah the agitated state is a lot easier to access than yeah. the hopeful calm state yeah but just in those few moments yeah. you know i love the way you're able to reframe that what yeah. a great practice thanks yeah. scott thank you thanks you know, dr lyons yeah. dr scott what do you like what thank do you, you. you know the <laughs> moment he started talking i felt this twinge of sadness in my heart mm. and i we didn't really go into it but i but by the end when he said he felt hopeful i actually felt a shift mm -hmm. where i felt like oh I did too. You did too. Yeah, yeah, no, I I felt a shift for sure where, you know, if we felt it, I can only imagine what his girlfriend's going to yeah. feel when she gets home tonight. Yeah. I really look forward to hearing how mm -hmm. that manifests. Yeah, I love when people is. get back to us and let us know how these yeah. things go because then we could do follow-ups. Yeah. Right? Let's how do great it. to go on a journey with Jesse and his girlfriend. Yeah. Stick around because after the break, Dr. Scott Lyons and I will be right back after talking to more of my listeners. I love hearing from all of you. But first, let me tell you about Magic Wand. Magic Wand is an iconic vibrator that when I first got it, it used to have to be plugged into the wall, okay? So I drilled a hole in my nightstand so the Magic Wand would always be plugged in. It's just a reliable, powerful vibrator. And since then, 
They have many versions, doesn't have to be plugged into the wall. But last year, they came out with the mini. It's a smaller version. And then just now, they came out with the micro. It looks like a keychain. I didn't even think it was the real vibrator. Oh, but it is. It's four and a half inches long. It's the size of like a typical bullet vibe, but don't worry, it is the true magic wand. It has the soft silicone head, the bendy neck. It's powerful, but this one is charged micro USB. A game changer. This whole thing. You'll have it in your pocket. You'll have it with you wherever you go. Start the new year off right. Do it with Magic Wand, the Magic Wand Micro. All the other Magic Wand styles are on my shop site. Just go to shopsexwithemily.com slash magicwand to get yours. It's free shipping on all orders over $69 at shopsexwithemily.com slash magicwand. All right, everyone, we'll be right back. There's nothing quite like sinking your teeth into a good sandwich. But listen, carb guilt is real. I'm someone who's very invested in my health, and I like to get my carbs from oats and beans and fruits and not bread. But I love bread. So here's my hack. Thanks to Hero Bread, you can enjoy your favorite bready delights without the carb consequences. Hero Bread has turned those carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious breads that boast zero to one net carbs per serving, zero grams of sugar, and are packed with loads of fiber and protein. The first time I tried their white bread, I was skeptical. Could it really taste good with such impressive nutritional stats? Well, I am pleasantly surprised to say it absolutely does. The texture is just phenomenal. It's like this soft, airy, and it just toasts up like a dream. I whipped up everything from grilled cheese to PP&J and even made enchiladas, wraps, and tacos with their tortillas. Each time, Hero Bread has been a game changer. And here's a kicker. Despite its light texture and great taste, Hero Bread fits perfectly into my health goals. It's been adding more fiber to my diet while keeping the sugar at bay. Whether I'm packing a picnic lunch, planning a road trip snack, which I often do, or prepping French toast for breakfast, Hero Bread is my go-to. So whether you're craving a classic sandwich, a burger, or a hearty bun, or even indulging in a low net carb croissant, Hero Bread is something for everyone. And I highly recommend checking their monthly small batch drops out so you can try goodies like the one gram net carb Hero Cheddar Biscuit and so much more. You won't believe what they have. So you ready to kick carb guilt to the curb? Head over to hero.co and snag 10% off your order with the code EMILY. That's EMILY at hero.co. My name is Jenna. I live in Colorado and I go by the her and I'm 31 years old. Hey, Jenna. Thanks so much for calling. You're on with Emily and Dr. Scott Lyons. Hello. How are you? Good. I love your guys' show, and thank you for taking my call. I just need some advice. Yeah, we got you. So after a sexless marriage, I found someone I connected uh, passionately with during sex, Um, like really good sex, mind-blowing sex. Your whole yes, no, maybe list. We probably did it all or we're going to do it all. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, So he made me feel really safe and comfortable. Mm. And I could just be my best self around him. Um, So I really believe that sex is really important in a relationship. But I decided, you know, we connected really well during in the bedroom, but not really outside of the bedroom. So I broke up with him. And I still practice solo sex regularly, but I'm having this mental block within myself that um, I want to start talking to other people again, but I'm just, 
I guess, nervous to put myself out there again. Um, and I just don't like to sleep around and I don't want to go back to like the God awful Jack Hammer sex. <laughs> it just turns me off and yeah. it does not make me want to even pursue another relationship. So, mm. okay. I was just hoping you guys could yeah. give me some advice. I'm fine with being alone, but I just miss the connection that sex has to offer. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I got you. Well, I'm glad you were able to, after your sexless marriage, rebound and find and know that there is great sex to be had and you can feel really connected to someone and, and let go and it's possible for you. So that's actually really great. And I'm really thrilled that you've had that experience. So now where you're at is you're thinking, okay, got to start again. It is kind of dating can be a drudge. You're like, okay, I got to boot up, going to go on a date. Now I got to talk about my childhood and my, my, my brother's name, my parents, like it just, it gets exhausting. And then you don't know, like, are they going to pound at me like a jackhammer? Like, is it worth it or should I stay home and watch TV? So like, I get where you're at. I can feel that it takes a lot. So I think what would be great is if we can set you up to start dating again, meeting people in a way so you can show up and feel like it doesn't have to be a drag. Yeah. And like you're really just going out to see is there a connection with somebody? You know, maybe we could even get you right. to a place where you could figure out before you get into the bedroom, is this someone that could be an open, great lover for you? And I think there are ways to tell. We aren't often um, thinking that way. Or as you know, if you listen to the show, we don't often talk about sex. So tell me maybe Absolutely. you can start with how you are, how you are meeting people or right now, or are you just not looking? Are you sort of like well, I actually am going on a date tonight. Oh, yes. oh this is um, great. Let's practice. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm very nervous and everything, but okay. um, yeah, I am. I It's been about six months since me and my ex broke okay. up, so I'm just ready to put myself out there, but I've just been really struggling to get the... Um, you know, I'm really great at communication, and I'm not afraid to say no and everything. And I feel like I communicate well with people that I feel comfortable with. It's just, I don't know, I just have this expectation that, of course, the date's going to lead to the bedroom. And that's just where I'm just having this mental block of, mm. uh, it's just stressful. I don't know if I want to do it. Well, I have a question. So do you say that that's typically your dates do lead to the bedroom? Is that what you, what you would want? Or is there pressure? Have you, how have you, have you guys been texting ahead of time? Like, because it could also just lead to a great conversation tonight. So. Yes, that's true. Well, when I first got with my ex, it was, I was just kind of going out just to, you know, hook up. Right. It was, that was my expectation. Like we went to a concert and then it was like, oh, come to my house, you know. And now when I'm dating now, it's just kind of like, I don't want it to be like that. Okay. Um, because I'm just afraid that it's just going to be, I just don't want to even get to the bedroom because of the, just the fear of it just being awful. <laughs> mm, I got you. So what, what would be great, Scott? What if we give her a little bit of a, of a practice that she could do before she walks yeah. into the date tonight. So she feels the most embodied yeah. and present version of herself. Yeah. Would you want to try something here with us, Jenna? I would love that. We're going to prep you for your date tonight. <laughs> We're going to do a you. little date okay, exercise. <laughs> Let's start with what is your fantasy date? What is the great date look like or good enough date look like? Let's start there and then we'll build into getting you fully ready. Um, my good enough date would just be open communication um, mm. and just being not being nervous, I guess. Mm. Um, and I don't know, just 
being able to be my true self with this person Mm. and having them be their true self with me too. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So what's worked for you in the past to be your true self? Right now, I, I imagine I'm talking to your true self, yeah? Yes. So amazing. My nervous true self. I love yes. your nervous true self. Yeah. You sound, <laughs> you, you sound yeah. great. Yeah. I, I'd date you. Emily would date you. So <laughs> we're kind of dating <laughs> you right now. Yeah. So what, what's allowing you to... <laughs> perfect. It, see, it's that easy. So what, what's allowing you to be your authentic self in this moment with us? We're strangers. Yes. Um, not seeing you guys face to face. Okay, mm-hmm. that's true. Mm-hmm. And knowing that there's no expectations. Yeah. Mm, okay. Great. I think that's big. Yeah. So, have you ever done a phone date before the actual date? I have not. Oh. No. Okay. Let's let's. Yeah. I, and I'm kind of getting. I'm getting. I'm get, uh, new to this dating thing because yeah, I was with that. my ex-husband for ten years, wow. and then right after I got with my ex-boyfriend, and it was a year of that. So, yeah. and it was my first relationship outside of marriage. So yeah. the whole dating thing, I just have not. I'm just not familiar with. Yeah, yeah. So that's part of the nervousness is mm-hmm. kind of the unfamiliar. Yes. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So there's, I'm asking because they will affect kind of the way we enter into a, a kind of a mindfulness practice next. So mm-hmm. part of some of the nervousness okay. is, you know, um, face-to-face or what we, yeah. And some of it's also um, expectation. It's been a while, not knowing quite what to expect or what to do on that first date. Is that right? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just some things like, calling ahead, having like a five-minute call, be- like what I like to call a check-in, is just hearing their voice. Have you heard his voice before? I have not. Uh, so what, nope. if, what if it was a very soothing voice on the other end of that call? What would that do for you? That would make me feel better. Okay. Absolutely. And make me feel a little calmer. Yeah. And I noticed you just took a breath when you said that. Yeah. So I'm going to assume by the depth of that breath that you actually feel just a little bit calmer in this moment. I do. You do? I do. Great. So where do you feel that calmness in your body? My whole, my chest relaxed a little bit and I'm not as talkative anymore because I talk (laughs) when I get nervous. I talk fast and jumble up my words when I get nervous. (laughs) Yeah. So just noticing you did that. Um, Yeah. Your chest relaxed. It feels like yeah. there's, you don't have to fill the space with as many words, but the words that you get to fill the space with are probably more your authentic words. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm just naming that because you have the capacity to do that. You did that mm-hmm. in three seconds, actually. Yeah. And so I have. I love that. I love that too. And mm-hmm. I have no doubt that you're going to do that tonight. Imagine whether it's Emily's voice or my voice. If you don't do the call before, which is fine, but you can do the call before. But if you don't, imagine a okay, voice. Okay, that's a great idea. I never even thought of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I learned that during COVID when I was single and I was like, oh, wait, I have to do a Zoom date. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And it, and it just took the edge off of meeting in person, which, I mean, it makes all most of us nervous. Yeah, it does. 
So if you can, yeah, Yeah, so maybe you could call him beforehand, but if not, just going into it with this state of calm and knowing that, you know, you said you like talking to us because there's no expectation. What if there's no expectation tonight of you that you have to do anything other than Mm. show up as your true authentic self in a calm place, you know, maybe do some breathing beforehand or, you know, is there any, do you have any practice in your life that helps you feel more calm and connected? Oh, yes. I am really into yoga and meditating Great. and journaling and all oh, that. Oh, amazing. Perfect. Oh, my God. So you could do yeah. some of that tonight yeah, before you go out. You could sit in your car yeah. or if you're driving or in the Uber. I always try to do, before I go on a date with someone or even go into a meeting, if I have the time, I really try to just take a few deep breaths and ground and remember my intention. Like, I, you know, your intention tonight, Jenna, is to go make a new connection. Mm-hmm. Pra- it's a practice, right? Yeah. So. This doesn't have to be anything other than you going out, mm-hmm. getting back out there again, mm-hmm. showing up as your authentic self without expectations to do anything, and meet someone new. Yeah. Someone who hopefully is doesn't jackhammer yeah. in the bedroom <laughs> and who's conscious, asks questions, <laughs> right? Who makes you feel good. And so if you enter the date from an embodied place where you're present and there's no expectation, you're going to know if, if this is somebody that you maybe want to see again. Yeah. There's all, all the information is laid out for us on a date. Like, yeah. how does he ask questions about you? How does he treat the wait staff? Yeah. yeah. You know, how does he move through life? Like, I think we can tell a lot by somebody knowing how they'll be in the bedroom or how they'll be in the boardroom. You can, these signs are there. Just, it's a practice of learning how to recognize yeah. it in somebody. And if I can add one, yes, yes. which yeah. I think I, yeah. <laughs> I overlook. Yeah, we all do, right? It's hard we to see the red flags look. in the distance when we're just really nervous or we want to be pleasers. It's hard mm. to see that stuff. But when we go in, you know, Absolutely. present. Yeah. And if I can add, a first date doesn't mean we have to know if they're the one. Mm-hmm. In fact, I like to call this mm-hmm. the warm-up, a complete warm-up of just going, am I having fun? Do I want to have, would I like to have fun with this person again? And like a date, yeah, a first date can absolutely. be that. It's not, will I marry this person? Do they meet all my values? Yeah. What are their red flags? What are their parents like? You know, that stuff cancels. <laughs> that stuff is not presence. No. That's like gather, you know, that's like researching and yeah, trying that, to put it into something. You don't. It's a whole other phase yeah. of dating. You're in the discovery, like, yeah. that's a discovery phase. You're in the beginning warm up phase of like, am I having fun? Yeah. Are they funny? Like, am I even gonna want to see this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you do they get to be naked with you? Could yes. you see yourself naked with them? Right, yeah. and like that's Absolutely. the practice, right? Yeah. That's the part of it. That's the fun part. You're like, he's lucky that I'm getting to go into a sit, spend mm-hmm. the night with him. But like, do I want to do this again? Yeah, would I buy tickets to this show Absolutely. again? Right, like, are we making this a good time? Like, it's yeah. not right. And then when we reframe that, that it's less about, do they like me? And will I want this? It's like, we just want to know if you could have a good time with this guy and feel yeah. safe and have a good meal or good drink yeah. and then see what happens from there. Absolutely. You are yeah. the gatekeeper yep. of your body. Yeah. I just want to remind you. And so like this whole first date, this warm up, absolutely. It's like, am I having fun? Yeah. Are, are they cool enough? And then I like, I have, you have all the power and all the choice yeah. in this way. You really Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Yes, I totally agree. Mm. Jenna, I think you're ready to go. Oh, well, 
I can't wait to well, hear about thank it. Thank you for that. You're a rock this day. <laughs> I'm yeah. a little less nervous now. <laughs> I Good. I love it. You just got to show up and, and, and be yourself. Yeah. Be present. And then go home and journal. I love that you journal because yeah. sometimes our mind tricks us. And I know if I don't write down things after, I forget or I'll read, you know. So I think to go home and think, how did I feel? What felt good? Hmm. What would I want to do again? What Absolutely. wouldn't I want to do again? And just get clear and do your practices. And then maybe you'll get another date. Maybe not. Yeah. But you've just gone on a date and showed up absolutely. in the way that you want to, which is what we're all about here. Okay. Yep, I absolutely agree. I and think this that's isn't wonderful. Even a, okay, good. And then when you find someone that you feel safe with and you want to go out, then we could talk about the sex. But yeah. I think you'll already be set up because there wasn't this, oh, I got to go perform and do something. You'll have a knowing and a trust if it does go to the next place or the next date, right? So just take your time and have fun. Yeah, Enjoy. one step at a time. Yes, yeah. that's it, Jenna. You well, got this. I really this. appreciate that. We appreciate you, Jenna. Have a great time tonight. Have a great time. We'll be thinking about you. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Jenna. Thanks. Dr. Scott, I love the reframing of getting people to take control. They're in charge of their, their destiny and yeah. definitely that date. People have such nerves around dating. And so I just love the practice no. of like, let's... Get them in their bodies, yeah. being calm, being present. And also a little nervousness is fine. You're meeting someone new. It's It just means I don't know what's about to happen. But when you remember that you actually have a lot of capacities to navigate the unknown, you have the power and the nervousness, mm -hmm. which together is kind of a bit of excitement. Yeah, it's a great partner with our nervousness is to know yeah. that I'm nervous, but I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Because the nervous anxiety could also take you down that Oh, self, the spiral. The spiral, right? <laughs> yeah. So I don't think she's going to spiral tonight. No, I think she's going to be great. Yeah, I know. I'm feeling great about Jenna. I know. Me too. And I, you know, I, I think that there's so much to say about taking off the pressure of what a first date is mm. or the first couple of dates. Because like, oof, when we put so much pressure on what it could mean or if they're the one, then we're so stuck in that sort of fantasy and the pedestaling and all like, you know, the comparisons as opposed to like, how does it feel in my body yeah. next to them? Like when I sit next to you, Emily, I am zealous. I am <laughs> buzzing. Like that's a sign that I'm like, I want more of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's there for everyone we meet, right? Our friendships, our yeah. our dating life. We don't think about that. I think that it's so set up. The first date is a performance. <laughs> yes. It's a representation of your best version of yourself. Yeah. And people do go in with these checklists yes. and all these things that it's just the opposite of being truly present and yeah. letting something unfold. Ditch the checklist. Yeah. All will reveal itself over time. And it doesn't have to happen on the first time. And having fun can just be great too. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and you could make a new friend. You can make and a new friend. And maybe that person's not your person, but they've got a friend for you. That's happened to me. That's <laughs> yeah. happened to other friends. I've gone out with people. I'm like, you're not my person, but I know who would be. Like, yeah. how wonderful if you have a good rapport with someone. That's fine. Like, the first date doesn't mean, it doesn't have to mean so much. So I guess what you're saying, yeah. Scott, is that we put so much pressure so on ourselves. Pressure. It's yeah. a freaking night out yeah. with someone new. Yeah. Let's make it fun. Yeah. Dr. Scott Lyons, thank you so much for being here. It was such a gift having you help all of our listeners today. Oh, such a pleasure. And I just, I love hanging out with you and connecting with your listeners. And you're so brilliant, Emily. You're so brilliant. Right back at you, Scott. <laughs> Where can people find you and follow all your magic? Yeah, I'm on the socials at Dr. Scott Lyons, Dr. Scott Lyons, or my website is drscottlyons.com. Okay, great. Thank you. You're welcome. That's it for today's episode. See you on Friday. 
Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. Be sure to like, subscribe, and give us a review wherever you listen to the podcast and share this with a friend or partner. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Sex with Emily. Oh, I've been told I give really good email. So sign up at sexwithemily.com. And while you're there, check out my free guides and articles for more ways to prioritize your pleasure. If you'd like to ask me about your sex life, dating, or relationships, call my hotline, 559-TALK-SEX. That's 559-825-5739. Or go to sexwithemily.com slash askemily. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com.